I wish that I could say that as I hear that song, The Power of Your Love, that we could experience it. And you can turn the house lights on, please, the sanctuary. That I could actually say that many of us could say, I have experienced the power of Almighty God. I've experienced the living God. Most of us have never experienced God or understand who He is because we don't know Him. So we continue to live and walk in darkness instead of living in the light. We kick off today, and as I was praying about the message and talking about shine and all the different songs that are out there. One song came to my mind that goes way back to when I was a kid. So rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, shine. Give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. Great job. Praise the Lord. Isn't it awesome to think that and we, you guess where we learned that? Probably Vacation Bible School. So you'll get an opportunity this week to revisit that song during Shine Week. This morning, if you would, please turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll be reading in verses 8 through 14. Ephesians 5 is all about change, and I'm just going to dive right into the Word of God this morning. I have some many things to say, and I want to get through it quickly and clearly so that we all understand it. But even though Ephesians 5 is about change, it is designed to teach us that we are different from the world around us. And since we are different, we should live lives that are different. The simple truth is this, that believers should be different from those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Our lives should be a representation, and our lives should mirror who Jesus Christ is. In Ephesians chapter 5, if we were to go back, you'll notice in verse 1 that we are commanded to do what? To live like God. And in verse 2, we are commanded to love like God. And as we continue there in verses 3 through 7, we are commanded to leave this world and its ways behind. Beginning in verse 5, the Apostle tells us why we are to be different. And how can we be different? Today, being children of light, walking in the ways of the Lord, means that we step out of darkness and now we walk into light. That means we make a definite line and a change between the old man and the new man, which is the new creature, the new creation in Jesus Christ. This is something we need to hear and to heed. After all, we are living in this world. We are strangers and yet pilgrims, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. And while we are strangers and pilgrims in this world, there was a time when we were citizens of of this world. We lived like they live. We thought like they think. We did what they do, and we were part of them. But when we were saved by the grace of God, we were delivered out of the old life of sin, and we were given a new life of righteousness. Now, preacher, that is some good preaching. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you. This is VBS. Why are y'all sleeping? You act like you were here all day yesterday. People are looking at me like, I think I'm seeing a lot of tinsel. Is it Christmas time around here? Isn't it funny? We, we always have our vacation workshop, vacation Bible school workshop, the day before. And we all, by Tuesday and Wednesday, we're looking at each other cross-eyed going, is this ever going to end? And we only do four days. You know, it's always such a bittersweet. I love it. But you know what? We're teaching children... An old song like, rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. I never really understood like Father Abraham had many sons. Why didn't they ever explain that to me? All I knew is that I was getting dizzy, going in circles. I was marching all over the place. It drove me crazy. 
I'm like, who's Father Abraham? I thought I could just like incorporate Father Donnie and Father Tim and Father. I mean, I didn't understand back in that day. We're going to sing Father Abraham. I'm like, who in the world's Father Abraham? But, you know, during vacation Bible school, you can learn truly what the word of God has to say. And then you you can actually, as a parent, which is your responsibility to train up your child in the ways of the Lord. So when they're old, they won't forget rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. That's what it's about. We have to leave the old life of sin. And then we're given a new life of righteousness. While we delivered from the world, we still possess a deep familiarity with the world and its ways. There's still a part of us, the fleshly part, that still desires the things of the world we left behind when we were saved. Isn't that true? And it's sad. Our life still desires those things. That's the fleshly part. Beyond that, there's always pressure for the saints of God to be more like the world around them. There's overt pressure from advertising, entertainment, and other forms of media for us to do what the world does. There's subtle pressure even from people we love who would like to see us behave a little more like them. They would like to see us do the things they do. And I have always felt that these folks do what they do because our lifestyle makes them feel guilty about the way they are living. It's true. I see it in the church. I see it with family members. Don't make me feel guilty just because you want to live a life of of sinfulness. Pressure, pressure, pressure. There's pressure from within as the flesh reaches out for the things that are now forbidden to it. We might be saved, but there's still a part of us that loves sin and that hates the rigors of holiness. I desire holiness. I desire holiness more today than I did even a month ago. And I mean that with all sincerity. I want to be sanctified in Jesus Christ. I want to become more holy, for He is holy. Well, there is pressure to go back. There is also pressure to go forward. Just as surely as the flesh and the world longs for us to conform to its ways, the Spirit of God and the resurrected Spirit within us wants us to be transformed so that we might be what God saved us to be. Galatians 5, chapter 16, or chapter 5, verses 16 and 17 says, Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. There are a few verses I want to share with you. This might help to make things a little bit more clear. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, there it is again, comma, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, period. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I love that verse. And if we're going to shine and make a difference, we have to step out of darkness into light so people can see Jesus Christ in our life. We still want to participate with sin. We still want to participate with the old man, and yet we want the benefits of the new man. And yet, we truly say, yes, I want to shine. I want to make a difference. Galatians 5, 17 says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would or that you wish. Wow. We all want to fulfill our lust. We all want to fulfill our flesh. We want to feed it because we crave it. And yet, God is saying, listen, those are contrary to one another. You start speaking on sin, people start leaving the church today. Come on. I mean, this is what's happening. We are in a Laodicean age. I thought I heard that back in 1980 when I was a teenager sitting in the pew. The pastor would say that, and I thought, what in the world's he saying? Our church is already there. And I'm seeing it more today than I've ever seen it. 
So rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. We've stopped. Listen, church, we have stopped giving God the glory. We are so filled up with pride in our flesh that we can't see the mighty hand of God in our life. You've heard me say when you get to the end of God, I mean, when you get to the end of yourself, you get to the beginning of God. When you get to the end of yourself, you get to the beginning of God. Let us pray. Father, bless this message. Father, help us to identify sin, to step out of darkness, to walk into light. Lord, I love you. And I love your word. Father, I I just thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who was so passionate about the ways of his father. Oh, God, help us as a church. Help us as a nation to go back. But, Lord, I understand prophecy has to be fulfilled. For I know that this earthly vessel of mine will someday be raptured away. And I will have a new glorified body. And I will no longer have to wrestle against the fleshly desires of this old body. But yet, I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Lord, that that your thoughts, your ways become my thoughts and my ways. Oh God, help every Christian that's here today, Lord, to experience you. Lord, hide me behind the cross. Lord, Help me to speak your word with clarity this morning. In your holy, your holy name I pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and read Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. Ephesians. Okay, there is evidence right now. I went to bed very late this morning. I'm confessing. So you be patient with me, okay? That's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 14. And here's what it reads. For you were sometimes in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. So walk as what? As children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather do what? To reprove them, to expose them. That's a scary thought. It is a scary thought to think we should not participate with the ways of the world. But let people know to reprove them. Verse 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Wake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Isn't that awesome? Arise, be resurrected, get that old dead body up and moving. The power of his love is evident right here. What a great commandment. Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly. That word actually means carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise with understanding what the will of the Lord is. I'm going to stop right there. I want to take these verses and point out some insights that speak to us about walking as children of light. This text begins to teach us how to become the righteous person that God saved us to be. We live in a hard, dark world, a world that is dominated and driven by sin. In the midst of that darkness and depravity, God has redeemed a people. He has redeemed a people that he expects to do what? To be different. He has redeemed a people he has empowered to be different. The rest of the book tells us how to make that a reality in our lives. So what I want to do this morning is I want to look at these verses and talk about being children of light. In verse 8, it says this, For we were sometimes in darkness, but now are you light, so walk as children of light. What we were, we were sometimes darkness. 
This means that we were lost and in the darkness of sin and depravity. We were blinded by the God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. We lived like every other lost person and we enjoyed it. Ephesians chapter two, verses one through three. And the sins that are identified in that same chapter, verses four and five of Ephesians chapter two, who were we were and what we did. We were enslaved to sin. We knew nothing else. We wanted nothing else. We were lost in the dark and headed to hell. We lived like the lost people we were. I am reminded every day of my life what a sinner I am. But I'm also reminded that I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And that I have the great privilege to walk in light. How many of you would say this with me by an amen? I want to be children of the light. Praise the Lord. We want to walk in His ways. We want to talk like Him. We should desire to be like Him. So what we were, but what we are. It says there that we are light in the Lord. When the Lord saved us, He delivered us from what? From darkness. It says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, it says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. When the Lord delivered us from darkness, He set us free from the power of sin. He has changed and made us children of light. Since we have been changed, we are to walk in the light and no longer in the darkness that once characterized us. So consider this. In Romans chapter 13, that is Romans 13, verses 12 through 14, it says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and in drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. How many churches today are even talking about sin? They're not. We want our children to change, but we don't want to. We want to stay right where we're at. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to go back to darkness. And I understand that, that our lust and that our, the lust of our flesh is enticing, wants us to go there. But once we live our lives, and watch this, manifested the works of the world. Our lives used to manifest the works of the world, the flesh and the devil. Sin was a way of life for us. Darkness was where we lived and what we loved. But by the power and the grace of Almighty God, He touched us. He saved us. He delivered us. And He changed us. He has brought us out of darkness into His marvelous light. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, But ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. I always like this because I always want to say, don't say that about me. I am peculiar. The Bible says we're a peculiar people. Does that mean we're strange? No, shouldn't we be peculiar? Shouldn't people look at us and go, there's something different about her. There's something different about him. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's awesome. And I just want to thank God for this air conditioning. But I want, I want whoever the usher is today, you can shut her down right now so that some of you can start to unthaw. We're not hanging no meat in here. I could just have it. You know me, I'm always 150 degrees. So I have to kind of look around and see if you guys have brought out your sleeping bags and and your blankets and yeah. so all right so since this is true we are to walk as children of light so how do we do that we do that by avoiding sinful thinking and sinful living we do that by what by avoiding sinful thinking and sinful living we do it by surrendering our all to the spirit of almighty god who will produce within us the peaceable fruit of righteousness. We have been changed and we should live different lives. 
By the way, this is not something we should have to be constantly encouraged to do. If we are truly saved and if we have been truly changed, then holiness should be a way of life for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm getting real sick and tired of seeing a bunch of Christian people acting like a bunch of lost people. I mean, I'm seeing it all over the place. You have officers in church that leave the church and don't even fellowship, don't even do anything any longer. What in the world? Are you saved? Are people saved? Are there fruits from their life? Are we walking in righteousness? We need to do that. And I'm saying all across America. I'm saying, you know, I have seen it and I've heard it more than anything. It's time for me to retire. I did that way back when my little little junior was three and I served for one week at VBS. Wow. Here's your round of applause. Because it, it's all about you serving God and you being active. Living a righteous life before Him. We need to walk as children of light. How we are changed was one, two. How we are characterized, verses 9 and 10, watch. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. So here we are. These two verses deal with the reality of our spiritual walk. If we are truly saved and walking in the light, it will be clear from the life we live. Paul says here that fruit of the Spirit is seen in three ways. I won't define them. I won't write, have you write a paper on it, but I'll do it quickly. It is seen in His goodness. The word refers to this, uprightness of heart and life. It speaks of godliness and motives and thoughts and in actions. It is the quality of godliness in God's likeness. It is seen in righteousness. The word refers to our standing before the Lord. When he saved us, God declared us righteous. He took away all of our guilt, imputed the righteousness of Christ us, and made us holy in his sight. I love that. I love that he can take the old man, turn it around, and now we can walk as children of God. And then last, it is seen in truth. We are characterized by goodness, righteousness, and last truth. This word has to deal with honesty, reliability, wow, and trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. You preach it. When this quality is seen in the life of a believer, it stands in stark contrast to the hypocritical, deceptive, and false ways of the world. Goodness deals with our relationship with others. Righteousness deals with our relationship with God. And truth deals with the personal integrity of our own lives. These three characteristics are called fruit. Fruit is the unfolding of life. And none of these things taken to their perfect fulfillment are things you will find in the lives of unbelievers. They are the fruit, the proof of the presence of the life of the Lord in us. And when we know Him, we will be like Him. Let's all say, glory! Glory. How, how, How many of you want to be like Him? We all do. And our life should be evidence of it. We had to remove a dead bush out front here in the church. The thing was dead in a doornail. I was afraid if somebody went like this with a match or if any spark went over that way, it would have gone up in flames like in under a second. Listen, there was no fruit from that boxwood. We had to move it. People need to see a ripe tree, one that shows fruit. I want people to see Jesus Christ in this church. If there is no fruit in this church, God help us. If we are sleeping, God help us. To have Pastor Dahl walk in here this morning and say, Pastor Dahl, can I please talk to you? And we go down to the office and he gives me a list. I need certificates of many people that have been saved from a Hindu life. You, us, all of us are making a difference because souls are being saved and lives are being changed. 
right now at New Hope Nepali Fellowship in Akron, Ohio. Don't forget what our calling is and how we are characterized. Three, how we are commanded. In verse 11, in the first part, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. It says this phrase, have no fellowship, means do not be a partaker of. Those who know the Lord should not be a partaker of those things that are evil or even being associated with them. Now, I'm going to say something, and I want you to listen very carefully. Because I really believe this is not in my message. It was never a thought, and God just brought it to mind. Our president needs prayed for. But God help America. We need to start showing light in who we vote for. I'm never going to tell you what to vote for. This is not my position as the pastor. But I have to shed some light on a sinful, dark world that we live in right now. And I'm not going to stand up here saying, okay, this is my position and my... You guys don't even know how I vote or the way I vote. But I will tell you this. I think you know my personality. I'm going to vote for what's right. As I've spoke to my girls, we will all be persecuted for His namesake. Because we're shining. And the lost world sees we're shining. Pastor Dahl's doing a work. It's shining to dark people. We are commanded to not be partakers of such a thing. We are to avoid all things that are evil. We are to avoid even the appearance of evil. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22 says this, to abstain from it. I can walk through the mall and look at my wife and say, as I passed a woman, I said to my wife, she's a witch. She'll turn around and I said, and she's staring at me right now. And we're halfway down the mall and she goes, yep, she is. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? She didn't know I was a pastor or a child of God. Do you think that really? Yes, she does. They know it because when you're participating in darkness, they see the light. In IGA, when the woman said to my wife, and I shared this before, you guys have like a certain aura about you. We do? Well, you know who that is? That's Jesus. You know, when people use that, you have a certain aura. And I'm, you're going, okay. We should all hear that in our life. The power of his love, the power of God illuminates through us. People can see it. It's evident in our lives. We have to be in the world. If we are not in the world at all, we cannot witness to the lost. However, we must be careful that we do not allow ourselves to get trapped by the ways of the world. We're to be separate, holy people to the glory of the Lord. We're to guard our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. Sin is all around us, but so is the help of the Spirit of God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. If we trust Him, He will help us to live lives that are holy and pleasing to Him. You are of God, little children. You have overcome them. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the... Love that verse. So shine like children. Of God. It's awesome. How we are changed, how we are characterized, how we are commanded, and forth, how we are commissioned. Our responsibility to abstain from sin goes farther than simply not doing sinful things. And in verses 11, the part, latter part, verse through verse 13, it says this, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Here we are commanded to reprove them. This means that we are to expose evil for what it is. When we are silent about sin, we are guilty of encouraging it. When we ignore sin, we are guilty of promoting it. I can get up here and give you the most flowery, wonderful, feel-good message. And then you'll be mad at me. We'll pack the building out. I can do things in my own way, watch closely, that can just pack the building out. I want to do things God's ways. And when you expose sin and you talk about it, 
Not a typical message for a vacation Bible school to kick it off, is it? It's interesting. People don't want to come to church and hear it. Hmm. Well, funny that even when they were sinning in the temple, temple, Jesus just skipped through there and he was passing out flowers to everybody. And he was singing, I love you so much. I honestly love you like Olivia Newton-John. No, he didn't. You know what he did? He got angry. He was ticked off. He was mad that they were sinning, that they were acting like sinful, darkened people. We have people in the church that do not even know Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, they're not saved. I'm not calling them out. But didn't I just go back and say, oh, that's right. We shall know them by the fruits they bear. So you'll see evidence of their life through Jesus Christ. And you'll start seeing fruit. It's amazing. Here's what it says here. The word reproof carries the idea of correction, discipline, and punishment. It means that we confront sin by refusing to tolerate it. This means that there are times when we must speak out. We must tell others what the Bible has to say is right and what it says is wrong. And sometimes our intolerance of sin will be direct as we deal face-to-face with those who are involved in sinful activities. It makes me sweat. At other times, a reproof of wickedness will be indirect. That is, we do the opposite of what the world around us does. And God uses that to rebuke them to their error. They are selfish, but we are giving. They curse and we bless. They live for self, we live for God and for others. They lie, we speak the truth. Simply living for the Lord is a powerful testimony in the face of evil. But yet one of our problems is the fact that we don't take sin seriously enough. We wink at it. We laugh about it. We see those around us who are engaged in sin and we fail to confront it. We just don't take sin as seriously as we should. While we would never do many of the things those around us do, we enjoy them from a distance. Thus, we were still contaminated by it because we refused to take a stand against sin and rebuke it. I have had sin take place in this church because we're sinful people. And yet, I've had people tell me, don't bring it before the church. Excuse me? No, it's okay. Come here, baby. Let me coddle you. You you continue. You're a good girl. You're a good boy. You continue in sin. That's a girl. Let me put you down. Let me give you a bottle. Here you go. That's how everybody wants us to treat it. How will you ever change? If sin is never identified in your life, you'll never change. You'll never become a better woman of God or man of God. And in a message like this, I am convicted and I'm convinced that we have stopped. We've become seeker friendly churches. Yes. I mean, look at this. It takes forever. I mean, we were in. We left. We came back last night. The CDs fell down. The tinsel, Pat Ballard spent time and Diane Shaver to, to get those wrapped just right. And you come in, it's down. And I'm thinking to myself, really? We have to go to this extent. Yeah, the, the reason why I go to this extent, because I saw a family walk by. So I ran out there yesterday. I said, listen, VBS starts tomorrow night. Oh, we love your VBS. You guys always go all out for vacation Bible school. Why do we do that? Two reasons. One, I really want them to see the light of Christ. I want them to experience Jesus Christ. But two, because in our world today, we have to entertain people. Before long, I'm going to say, could everybody please lift up your iPad and we'll just follow together. (laughs) Technology has just taken over. We have to be, we have to do things with our hands, with our eyes. And I have to move around and I have to do crazy things just to keep people's attention. Because our generation today, listen, church, if you're not training your children in the ways of the Lord and exposing sin and calling it out for what it is, they'll never grow. We must continue to speak to them about it. 
Verse 13 says this, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Here's what it tells us how to handle sin. We handle sin by taking every action and exposing it to the light of the Word of God. We are to hold it up to the Bible. And if the Bible is against it, we are to be against it too. If the Bible is for it, we are to be for it as well. The Word of God alone is to be the standard of our lives. Say amen with me. Amen. If you're a Christian, the standard, the Word of God should be the standard of your life. Light makes things manifest or easy to see. When we walk in the light, it makes the evil of the world around us easy to see. The children of God should walk so holy, so clean, and so close to God that we stand out as beacons of light in a dark world so shine. You guys don't know this, but I had a board meeting back in October, November. One of the hardest board meetings I'd ever had in my entire life of ministry. And I was so convicted by the Holy Spirit. You see, I don't want to live in the ways of the world. I'm not here to to give accountability to you. I'm here to give accountability to God. And I'm tired of going into a meeting and being, what's the word, uh, dissected are you kidding me so i took my sabbatical in october i came back and the holy spirit dealt with something with me and and i'm going to say this publicly i have dealt with confrontation is very difficult for me it's very difficult for me i hate confrontation two things took place as i was there god said deal with this issue deal with it with your board members Second of all, I'm in Chicago and God says, listen, would you stop worrying about confrontation? It's not about you, Todd. It's about me. And you need to deal with I got, You're in that position at New Hope in Akron, Ohio, because you were called to that position. Deal with it. Okay. We're all like that. Hey, I love to be like, man says to me, well, you preach, you're angry. No, I'm passionate. I'm probably more passionate now than I've ever been. Tom and Melissa have known me for years. They, they probably see, wow, he's passionate. I'm passionate because one thing I do realize, our end is near. This isn't an old-fashioned message. This is a new message. And when we don't confront what's going on, then guess what we become? A good old fraternity and a sorority. Isn't that awesome? Party starts tonight at 6. No, this is the bride of Christ. This is the church. And we as the community, as the body. And funny how when you expose it, people skip out singing zippity-doo-dah. But I'm not here. I'm going to tell you this. I never started new hope for me. Trust me. I loved my camper at Cuddy's Sunset Resort in Marlboro, Ohio. I loved doing the things I did. You know what? It was so relaxing and beautiful. And I could just walk in the building as a minister of music or as a associate pastor, do my thing, and I was done. But the responsibility as a Christian walking in the light of God means we serve. We, we are set apart because nobody's going to build the church but you. Nobody's going to do it but you. What a great privilege that we have. As we lift up truth and expose sin, not everyone will be happy. Still, it honors the Lord and is a far better advertisement for Him than a life which partakes of the sins of this world. Matthew 5 says this, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candle, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. And then you know my verse. So let your light so shine before men. They see your good works and your father in heaven is honored. He's glorified. He's praised. He's seen by many. And so you're shining to a bunch of people. We are commissioned to be different. When we are sin, when sin is exposed, the gospel is magnified and God is glorified. Those are reasons enough to walk in the will of God. How we are changed, how we are characterized, how we are commanded, how we are commissioned, and then last, and we'll close, how we are called. In verse 14, it says, Wherefore, he says, Awake thou that sleepest, 
and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Man, I just I love that verse. I didn't love it until I read it. Studying. Paul closes this section with an invitation for the lost to come to Jesus for salvation. If they will simply wake up and come to Jesus, he will save them and give them life. He is calling the lost people who might have been in that congregation to come to Jesus for salvation. That is a call that still goes out today. If you are lost, you can be saved. The Lord will change your life. He will deliver you from darkness and fill you with his light. There's also a call here for believers to walk up, to wake up, to stand up. We have wandered through this world in a spiritual slumber for far too long. It is time that we woke up and got about the Savior's business. When we do, we will be the light to a world trapped in darkness. It may just be that the Lord will use that light to save sinners. And here is how Paul said it elsewhere. And then knowing the time that now is his time to awake out of his sleep. For now is for our salvation nearer. I was blinking up here. Wait a minute. I'm hitting it. Now for our salvation is nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, And in drunkenness, not in chambering and in wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put you the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for your flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. The church needs to heed that today. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. Hide it under sin? No. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Today, we're going to go right into a video that I just want to show for you of Jesus said ministries. We were there yesterday. It was a great time. A great time of reflection. A great time where... We were able to serve and and to be like Jesus Christ. To serve people. To serve those that are homeless, that are filled with addictions, with habits, with hurts, with pride. And yet, we have the great privilege and honor as children of light to illuminate a a room and to illuminate a dark world that has no hope but only In Jesus Christ. When you serve people like that. And you see them come in. Tens. Twenty. Thirty. A hundred. A hundred and fifty. You start to realize. That we haven't been walking. In the light. I guess for me as I've studied this message. And I realize the importance of souls. It is at this turning point in my life that I challenge every one of you to have a deeper walk with Jesus Christ. To walk in the light as He is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. I've grieved. I've wept for years over people coming and going. And you know, when we started the church and Debbie and Shelva and Leslie and some can attest and recall, I I really thought that all I have to do is 
be different. What's being different that I'm not already who I am? I thought that you could just love everybody and everybody love you back. <laughs> then I grew up and I realized it's not that way. And then I've also realized that it, in all sadness, I have associated myself with a lot of people. Now listen, when I say associated, I mean fellowshiped. Then I look back on, on my life, and I'm not talking just here in nine years. I'm talking in 20 years of ministry. I'm heartbroken. Because this is how I look at it. It's okay how, the journey that God takes people on. It's okay the journey that God takes people on. But it's not okay the journey you take yourself on. And I've seen too many people step out into their own journey. I want to know when I see people, you're still serving the Lord, because I'm going to still preach the Word of God. I nor you can be all things to all men. But Jesus Christ can be all things to all men. And if we represent Him and we shine as the Word says up here, and as all this Metallica and the lights are going on and we have a disco ball, we realize... I wonder if our life was just as shining bright. That man, how God would be glorified. My desire is to see every person. Man, I don't care what you're doing. Crawl to the Savior. Are you in addiction? Are you in some form of an addiction that you just can't break free from? Are you participating in sin? Right now in your life, living in darkness and trying to fulfill the lust of your flesh, but trying to walk in light. And you're wrestling with yourself. And so every time you walk into the doors of the church, you scratch your head and say, I got to get out of there. I'm going to go back and then we're going to show this video. Some things took place in that room, October 2013, as I spoke to the men of this church. And I said, okay, God. And I have seen some evidence of change in some men's lives. Confronting and exposing sin only brings people from darkness into light. If there's anything that I can do in this walk of life is this, to let you see Jesus Christ in me. I want you, I'll, I'll grab my dad's jacket It was down in the basement and throw it on just so the little people could say, what in the world is preacher wearing? Because I want them to see that I'm serious about who Jesus is. Youth Explosion has been fun. We've had a great time. It's bringing me back and um, I'm realizing that I'm in a whole other place in my life. But we're doing what we're doing and... It's been a great time. And I love the kids coming. I love them bringing youth. I love the, the youth being a part of it. It's been a wonderful time. And we have the rest of the summer. Ten weeks of learning what the Ten Commandments are. But I have to tell you, all I want them to do is shine. I want them to see Jesus. When we were there yesterday, and I see many people walk through that line. And I'm hearing Brother Todd preach on sin. Isn't that amazing? How we need to be, I guess, bring it to the forefront of this template up here. Make it a priority. Some things have got to change. Some things have got to change in our life. Today's your day to change. Today is your day to say, I'm going to change. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a difference for Jesus Christ. Will you do that? Some that came out yesterday... I, just by raising hands, who, who was able to make it yesterday morning? I know other people had obligations. Praise the Lord. Look around. I mean, and there are some that aren't even in this room that were there. But just to be able to serve was such an honor. Jesus saw a beggar, didn't he? Do we pass by him? Do we not love him? Do we not let people see Jesus in our life? Watch closely. This was our day yesterday. 
You know, when I think of that ministry that Jesus said, I'm reminded that we have a great responsibility to make sure that we are children of light, walking as light. If you've never done anything like that again, we will be doing it again, and, and it will change your life. It's, re- it's a reminder to all of us who we are in Christ. Let us all stand. I hope that you can say in your life that your Savior lives and you realize just how much your Savior loves you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know who this message was for. But I do want you to know God loves you. And if you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, today's your day of salvation. Who cares what other people say around you? If you want to know and you're a woman, you walk right down here. My wife, one of the other ladies, can help you and lead you to Christ and show you in the Bible. If there's some other things that you're dealing with, and in the quietness of this invitation, the time of reflection, see, we even do fancy names now. But in the time where you come to the altar and give it all to God, you lay down your sin before Him. Let Him start to do a work in you. Let us pray. Fathers, we come to you, Lord, and as we draw close to you, may you draw close to us. Father, would you help us to walk in your ways? Would you help us to walk in your light? Lord, may you look down upon us and say, they are my children. They illuminate just like a mirrored ball. People can see the light of me through him or her. And so, Father, today may all of us be challenged just to continue to to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to continue to love your word. Use this as our instruction guide, our manuscript to, to the way we're to live our daily life out. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for those that are here. Lord, I receive your word this morning in my own personal life. Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, help me to walk in your ways. Lord, as we sing this song, may we just stop and reflect upon your holiness. In your name we pray. Amen.